There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers. And you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. Did you see that fucking Childish Gambino video? Is this our cold open? Yeah, this is. Okay, cool. None of the shit that we said before is. (laughs) But it was so juicy. God damn, fucking (laughs) dripping with viscera. (laughs) Yes, that that video is incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's art. It really is. It's It's actual art. art. It's perfect. It's so well executed. It's incredible. I mean, it's... It's well executed, but so is so are a lot of videos about uh, Will Smith going to Miami. Sure, but, but to take but, like, so many themes and real world issues and have all of that work in one video is dripping is, is, with is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I here, here's how I sum it up because this is what I texted Donald. Not that he'll ever text back, but th- I'll never put it this well again. I, I've never seen a music video that I wanted to watch again so badly, but was also afraid to watch again because it it's it's quivering with viscera and I'm afraid I'm gonna catch something that I'm not immune to. <laughs> like like it feels so raw. Yeah. So vulnerable. And not just because of the the shock value violence. I mean the whole thing is dripping with fucking like it it feels like it feels way more like art like yeah, As a, like he's David Bowie now. Like I know a guy who became David Bowie. Yeah, he's Black Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> it was perfect up until now, and then you ruined it. Um, that's our cold open. Let's. Uh, we're gonna. Here's our new theme uh, by Declan Lane. I mean, it's no Childish Gambino, but <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, but that, it's yeah. great. Holy fuck, that video. Wow. <laughs> I mean, also, like, it's just kind of like, how much of that video are, honestly, if you really hook you up to a polygraph, how much of your enjoyment of that video is you going, oh, fuck, what, what's with that upper body? <laughs> Look at that dude's body. What's so amazing you, about you, no comment? No comment. What's so married amazing, woman? <laughs> no what, I'm not married. What's so amazing about that video is you watch it the first time and you're you're just stuck on watching him. Yeah. And then you watch it the second time and you start looking at all the things that are happening in the background, and you're like, holy shit! All the stuff I missed because I was watching him do this do this dance, which is part of the you know, which is part of the commentary of the video, which is so genius. Yeah, I mean. Here's my favorite thing about it is I finally don't fucking get it. Which that, that, that so you know it's actually authentic. Like yeah. like finally got to a point where I can't fucking mansplain it. I can't yeah. dansplain it. I can't whitesplain it. Oh my god! I can't, Incredible. I, 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 like well, only thing I can say is what I hear my white friends say about Atlanta, which is I know it's good. I'm not even going to pretend I get forty percent of the shit. Like I like it because it's it's from outside. Yeah, and it's it's it, and 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 it's like. Yeah, I, I, like you could see that, that. Like I still haven't fucking watched Atlanta, but like 
Donald continues to just like I I'm I I've spent today being like like reevaluating like a lot of my career philosophy watching this kid who used to work on in a in a hot box for me like just watching him in a music video like getting that much off of him going like you know what I give too much of a shit and I'm not doing anybody any good all this shit like whether or not that's what how I'm supposed to react to that or not, it's just my my takeaway was like I just watched art. That's crazy. When's the last time a music video was art? Like David Bowie, like I, I don't know. Like when 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 were people using that medium to like actually do what you would call art? Beyonce. I don't know. I, I'm not going to comment on that. I don't know because I haven't seen all her videos. Well, but. another another <clears throat> something that you should watch that you won't is all of Lemonade. Mm. I do want to watch that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, you know, I am I am in her corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do want to watch it just because it's anytime anybody kind of like busts out of the kind of medium because isn't that like sort of a it's like a Michael Jacksony thing, right? It's like a featurette, like it's yeah, it's a it's a visual album. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess put it on the list. Like <laughs> I got it's yeah, yeah. I, guess, I hate to say it, but it's like easy for people to go. Did you see the fucking Childish Gambino? It's like. In three minutes, you can have seen it on your phone. And I just, like, the Atlanta thing, there continues to be a membrane there that I can't, I'm scared. What are you scared of? I'm scared of a commitment. I'm scared of, my fears include but are not limited to the anecdote about Brian Wilson listening to the Beatles' White Album and basically being shut down for the rest of his life. Like, I'm this close to retirement. I don't need that experience. (laughs) The, I mean, the beauty of TV is that it is low commitment because you couldn't, ju- you can just watch one episode and you, it, it's in increments, so you can always decide if you want to do another. Also, increment. I've seen, yeah, I saw because we were talking about Cat Williams in a, a show I'm developing, and somebody brought up a scene from Atlanta like with Cat Williams, mm-hmm. and, and it, so I, I saw my first glimpse of Atlanta, totally yeah. out of context, and I was like. Of course, like once you dip your, it's just I have this mystical fear of it. It represents too much. Yeah. Donald left my show to like like to go do this thing. He didn't tell me he was doing and all this stuff. Like it's not about pettiness, it's not about jealousy, it's not about it, it's 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 there's something bigger that I don't understand at play. That all I can all I can know is that I'm scared to watch it. That's all that's all I know for sure. I don't really know why. <laughs> but I also know that like I taste a little bit of of him, and I'm always I just get filled with pride and like admiration and like oh why the fuck did I take the so I don't know what my deal is I have no idea save it for my shrink I guess <laughs> I have to say like one of the things I love so much about Atlanta of the many things I love about it is that like there are parts of it that I understand are not for me that I don't understand fully and it's it's just. It's nice because this is a world that I would never be privy to if it weren't for Atlanta, you know, and I love knowing that that I'm a guest uh, that I've gotten this kind of invitation to like be a guest for half an hour in this world that I normally would never be able to get an invitation to. And it's really, really great. Yeah, people respond to that stuff. It's 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 to even (laughs) you don't even have to be progressive to recognize that that's good TV because like. The classic example is Orange is the New Black. No one wants to watch women in prison unless you adapt 
a property that's by a woman who went to prison, et cetera, et cetera, because everyone wants to look through a peephole at something that they don't quite understand. Mm -hmm. Some people will understand it more than others, et cetera, but everyone likes a specific point of view. Yeah. And, you know, Genji Cohen, who created uh, Orange is the New Black, even said in interviews that, like, she knew that the way she basically Trojan horsed all these uh, women of color stories in because she knew that she couldn't go to a network and say, like, oh, I want to do a show uh, about all these uh, black and Hispanic women in prison. Um, she had to basically make sure that the lead was an upper class educated blonde white woman and that was kind of the the trojan horse that's built right, into right, the show right, and right. then once you get into the show you realize oh this show is about all these other women and their stories right it's not that the source material isn't doesn't have a i mean the source material is like a memoir of, of this of a, woman of this white blonde white, yeah. yeah this white blonde woman's experience in prison yeah because all right well know, then uh, so no if i Certainly, I'm not sure. going to uh, poke the gingy bear. She's a she's a mogul, but it <laughs> sounds like <laughs> sounds like somebody's overinflating their strategy. Gary to find a new home for Harmon Town. <laughs> <laughs> the pro- the property has a Trojan horse in it, <laughs> she, and she's like, I had to come up with this white lady. All right, anyways. I'm All drunk. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. The classic Carmen uh, uh, Whiting Wongs. <laughs> I'm drunk, so I'm not reading the emails. Um, but uh, I guess uh, I want to give Declan Lane his due time. That was a great theme song, Declan. <laughs> right. Thank good, good job, Declan. <laughs> good job. <laughs> okay, I want to do some uh, housekeeping here. Um, we. <laughs> You act like we've ever made a mess on this show. The entire show is a mess. I don't know. It's one big mess. I mean, what what's there to housekeep? <laughs> um, how about our long debate of, uh, over Micah's uh, previous theme song composer's last name? Fantastic. When, when Yusan very seriously and earnestly told me his last name was Rutrow. Still. Even after I questioned him, he was like, yeah, it's Rutrow. Still Team Yusan. Like, then, I looked at that. It looks like Rutrow to me. And then I said, and then I specifically said to you, there's no way you can look at R O U G H and think it's Row and not Ruff. So I said it must be Rutruff or Rutruff. Uh huh. We're, we were both wrong. Okay. Um, Micah wrote in, hi, Jessica, Dan, and Yusan. <laughs> and by the way, Micah spelled Yusan's name right, and it's just very rare. Um, Thanks so much for using both my songs. I'm very flattered that you like them so much. They were fantastic. In response to the recent discussions of my name, here's a little bit of info about myself. I love Micah. <laughs> well, we did ask him to write it. I know, it. I know, because yeah, I yeah. was thinking while I was listening to it, I was like, God, is Micah out there listening? And <laughs> is he or she ever, yeah, yeah are we going to hear from this person again? Uh, I'm a white cis male. <laughs> my name is actually roughly pronounced Rutro. Oh. Yeah. So I was. Come on. Was... All right. So now, come on. I love how, Jessica, you characterize you being pretty much wrong. As everybody being wrong, like no, you... I was wrong because I I specifically said there's no way you can look at the spelling and think it's row. It's it is row. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm wrong. Oh yeah, I was wrong because yeah. I said there's no way it could be row, and it is row. I was wor- I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's just straight up you being wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It you is. Just, you kind of made it, didn't you, you? You made it sound like well, everyone was wrong. Yeah, because you insisted that it was rut row. Well, which it no isn't. one cared about the rut part. 
to, uh, uh, all right, okay. It okay. is German in origin, although that part of my family has been in the States long enough that it's probably been warped over the years. I was never especially teased for my name, but people rarely, if ever, get it right on the first try. The most common misinterpretation being Rut Road, the Scooby-Doo comparison, <laughs> has been made more times than I care to remember, and Rut, rut Ruff uh, or Rut Ruff. I love the podcast, and it's been awesome and surreal having my name discussed at such <laughs> Well, yeah. So Rutro. He's been out there, like I said, a minority of one, like experiencing these horrible Scooby Doo things. Oh, Root man. Row. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, Rut Row is a pretty fantastic last but name. But you were, I was surprised. You were so, like, you were I know, like, I was very up in arms about it. You could never look at that combination of words and pronounce it row. And I was like, but except it in every Anglo sense. name ever. I don't know. I guess. All I can think of is, is Scarborough. True? I want to say Mar- oh, Marlboro, but. That's true. I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right, well. You know what? You need to open your mind. <laughs> and you need to listen a little more. Uh, oh, boy. Well, I wasn't I wasn't seeing white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, somebody else wrote in about um, anthropology and 23andMe. Hey, Jessica and Dan. Love the no-holds-barred approach to race and media. I'm writing to talk about 23andMe and the issues I have with genetic ethnic testing. For background, I work at the Penn Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology in the oh physical anthropology section. Holy shit. I know. This is already... Right? What a... We're in over our head. <laughs> uh, like, like, like We're, we're part talking of... to Indiana Jones, basically. Yeah. Um, Fizanth deals with mostly human bones, mummies, and the fossil record of humanity and our predecessors. Anthropology as a field of science has its origins in deeply racist roots, and as my boss likes to say, was invented to prove that old white guys are the best. I, I yes. It's, it's, it's all theoretical. <laughs> yeah. We have one historical collection of human crania assembled by Samuel Morton, one of the original race fans in the 1800s, <laughs> that has been used in many pseudoscientific studies on race via phrenology. These skulls come from all over the world, and most were gotten through unethical means by Morton and his associates. More recent studies have found that race is not biologically based, which I'm sure we know, but that doesn't make it not, quote-unquote, real. That said, here are the criticisms of genetic testing for ethnic identity that my boss, an anthro professor, and I have. Number one, most genetic genetic testing services often do not provide accurate information, in particular for people of non-European descent. There's much less data these companies have in their databases that they compare your DNA against, so it would give someone from Africa a much less accurate answer than someone from Europe. Also, when using the same person's DNA, two different services, 23andMe versus Ancestry DNA, will give different answers, sometimes drastically. These tests usually use only mitochondrial DNA or Y chromosome for biological males oh, to these de- fuckers to determine. I might be Irish. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing right now. <laughs> no, they're more accurate with European ancestry. Yeah, I know they're more accurate, but they put me in Britain. They might be 90 oh, miles off. Boy. To determine your genetic makeup, and this is such a small fragment of the whole genome that that is uh, that it doesn't give a whole holistic picture of where all your ancestors are from. Um, yes, I mean, like I was, I was actually shocked that they even broke down all the different kinds of Asians because I thought they were just going to lump uh, Asia. I can't altogether. believe someone this smart listens to our podcast. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, There are legal issues with ownership of DNA. I don't know much about this, but the more genetic technology becomes available, it may come to bite you in the ass that you gave your DNA sequence to a corporation that could sell or otherwise use that info to find out about you and your family by extension as your DNA would be similar. Yeah, crazy. We talked about that last week. Yeah. The Golden State uh, killer thing. I know. What am I going to do? I have all these murders planned. Well, you didn't... Sending your DNA to 23andMe 
you didn't check off a box that said, by the way, you can use... I know, but they still have it. They have the information. Like, if, if, it, if yeah. law enforcement went to them with a subpoena and said, you have to give us this, this information, regardless of what box I checked off, they're going to give it up, and then everyone will know that I'm a serial killer. So this person is... I mean, are you... Is that is that all that person Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, and then, okay. okay. Number three. Finally, there is a... Oh, by the way, like, none of this said it occurred to me until, like... Once I started checking off the boxes and was like, oh, fuck, should I still send this in? But then I was like, I already spent 100 bucks on this. I might as well, which is probably a dumb decision. Yeah. And I was very curious. Yeah, why would be I love I love this person. This is yeah. the kind of cynicism that I like. Yeah. Because it's like we've we we get we're like all agog about genetic technology. And this is a person who is, is saying, like. Hold your horses! Like we're yeah. getting all excited about the shit, and we're acting like it's yeah this real is, science. But a yeah. lot of it is like horoscope. This is the equal. Of, this is like the kind, the same kind of person who, like, at the be- dawn of Facebook, was like, "Wait a minute, you should think about yeah. what they're selling yeah. if the service is free." Like, yeah, yeah, your information is at stake. Well, and also the, the thing that the, the, that I don't understand because, like, and maybe this person goes into this, but it was always a red flag for me that, like, yeah, this idea of like geotagging. Because mm-hmm. they're saying they tell me there's no such thing as British DNA right. versus yeah, yeah, Irish. Yeah. Of so course. everybody, I say to people, "Oh, I, I'm disappointed. I thought I was Irish, but I'm British." Yeah. And then the people go, "What the fuck is the difference? It's the same thing. It's the same region." I go, "No, but there's like my wife got forty percent Irish, but it's but they're using this thing. It's it's not about, it's not about like they're actually like." looking at your genes and saying, ah, there's a shamrock in there. They're looking at your genes and comparing them to like a YouTube map of like... (laughs) Of people who like camped out there for yeah. a few hundred years, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay. it's all I know. Okay, number three. Finally, there is a strange ethical implication of connecting with heritage via blood, not culture. These services market themselves in what I view as a problematic way, um, as they advertise themselves as a way to connect with your heritage. Like Jessica doesn't get to, and probably won't start telling people that she feels connection with her ten percent Korean heritage because she just found out that she is Korean. The shit she won't. <laughs> Ethnicity is definitely genetic, but more importantly than it is, than that, it is cultural. And boiling ethnicity down to genetics gets messy and, for lack of a better word, Nazi-ish. Personally, I am Palestinian-American, but my family can trace our line back to Crusaders. We are minimally genetically Palestinian, but that doesn't change my cultural ethnicity. So in conclusion, I think that assuming genetic testing for ethnicity is accurate, it holds moral implications that I find problematic. I'm curious about the 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 phrase cultural ethnicity when when, when you're separating it from. Um, I, I definitely understand the um, the idea of and if if someone started a movement where they're like, let's all stop talking about where we're from and let's like let's outlaw these beakers that like sure. because because no good can come of it. I would be like. I'd be fine with that movement. I'd be like, yeah, let's throw these away because I don't because it is like we're just underscoring an artificial construct. Um, but I but I'm just I'm, all, I'm just curious. Yeah, this what, last paragraph she says, is, oh, oh, well, he, oh, oh, yeah, this, no, she's not done. Philippe, okay. Philippe, this is Philippe. Oh, this is, it's, 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 why yeah. am I calling him a she? I, I because you because she's eloquent and empathic. <laughs> yep, okay. uh, Philippe, and also Philippe added a P.S. Shout out to Yusan. Nice. <laughs> That's very nice, Philippe. Um, yeah, I think this last, this third paragraph um, is. Sorry, Philippe. I hope you. Know, I didn't give you a complex. Like, is the most. <laughs> you're 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 so smart and even keeled. I thought you were a woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Um, this is, uh, I mean, I think that last paragraph is really, really, uh, significant because yes, it's true. Like it would not, just because I found out from 23andMe that I'm 10.9% Korean, like that doesn't mean I get to say I'm Korean. I don't get to start owning Korean culture and then like making shitty Korean jokes and saying like, it's okay guys, I'm 11% Korean or whatever. Like that's not okay because I didn't grow up Korean. I did not grow up within the Korean culture. The world did not see me as Korean. Korean and I didn't see myself as Korean. Therefore, I don't get to just claim it because some blood, some saliva test told me that uh, a percentage of me is Korean. Yeah. Yeah. And what sucks, what uh, would suck about 23andMe is like if a bunch of like white guys found out that there were a certain small percentage of something else and then started using that as like an excuse for like shitty behavior when no one in their family identifies as that. They weren't raised within that culture and the world did not treat them as if they were that ethnicity. Joseph Campbell has a chapter in uh, I think it's here with a thousand faces where he. You can feel the pressure on him um, to go, look, like, I'm going down this road that's going to suggest to you um, that mankind experiences the same things at the same times and the same, regardless of where they're from. And and I, I have to say before I move forward with this, that this, this line of thinking has been abused in the past by people who have decided that because Indo-European um, uh, roots go back to one place or Roman roots go back to another, that they have a claim on all these things. Like you can feel the pressure on this poor academic mm-hmm. who only just noticed this magical thing, which is that we are one. And he even has to like disclaim and go, don't use this to justify nazism yeah it's, it's everywhere you know and and it, it like I, I kind of like i'm curious from your perspective why do you think white people like why are we obsessed with like oh i'm german i'm irish i'm italian like what are we expressing when we do that um, from your perspective i think well uh, if we're talking, and I think we I mean, are, white we're, Americans we're is American. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, obviously Europe, it's nationalism, but in America, it's this like because America started was founded. I mean, the America that we know it uh, started was founded by a bunch of white dudes from Europe, and they were the ones who established this uh, system of racism, um, and uh, what is essentially a caste system in America, and. Uh, it is just a way of it's it's very funny because we look at like immigration in America in such through th- such different lenses if we're talking about Europe versus all other parts of the world because when you say immigrant nowadays people are thinking like people think Asian or uh, South American or African but they do not think Europe- Swedish. Yeah, that's that's just like a Swedish person who wants to right. live in that's America. That's a Swedish person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not that's an immigrant. A, exactly. Not that's swarthy. That's a French person who just lives here now, you know? Mm-hmm. And um and there's this weird like sense of seniority with white people when it comes to talking about America because the country was built on if you were born in America, you are an American, and if you choose to take the citizenship test, you are an American. And it doesn't mean you're less American. There aren't levels of American. Everyone who is American is American. There's only one level of American, and I think that there are people like who use racism. I, 
I don't know. Like, people use racism in this weird seniority of, like, just because their family was here longer um, and came to this country earlier, they are more American than other people. It's just a way of kind of grasping at something that you feel like makes you better. I think that we all grasp at something unconsciously. And I think that I feel like I feel like probably like I'm going to say 85 percent of white people like if they are put to the test, if you could create like a indie movie where centipedes were attacking a grocery store and you were locked in with like a, a rainbow coalition of grocery shoppers and like you're going to find out that 85% of white Americans are like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And that 15% or I don't know, I'll I'll, I'll go as high as 29% famously (laughs) um, are going to be like, yeah, I'm fucking white. Um, But I I, I asked you that, Mm -hmm. like not rhetorically, because I was was curious, like what your perspective was. Like, I I think my, my guess is in a weird way, the opposite, which is that I think that as every American who's born into nothing, like like in this like doc doc, you know, uh, the Tocquevillian like observation of the fact that American society has no roots by definition. No matter how much the average white family with a white picket fence and two dogs wants to, you know, like they, yeah, it's like there's this idea that they have a two hundred year toehold on. The, what's called American and that's the whole argument we're having right it's a 200 year old argument yeah it's it it, it it in the in the grand scheme of things it's the it's the dumbest argument you could ever have for a country that was invented 200 years ago and and so I what I, I feel like what it is is that everyone that's born in America is born into a vacuum compared to everyone else in the world some people are born in horrible shitty third world countries I don't is that is that a bad? Th- Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> I, if you're wait, can you be in a third world country and be like, they're not all horrible and shitty, or is that? I mean, there are third world countries where there's a huge, <laughs> but where there's a huge gap where there's uh, where there's a huge gap between uh, p- the majority living in abject poverty and then a small ruling class of aristocracy. Right. Some people are born in yeah. places with or without plumbing. Some people are born in places that maybe are arguably even better than America, but. Like, but the gen- the but, average quality of life is lower than America. Well, no, no, I wasn't going to say oh. that at all. I, I what I was going to say is even a more sweeping generalization, which is that on average, in this way that you could never measure, but the average American, regardless of race, regardless of parentage, the average American is born into a a cultural vacuum relative to. Uh, being born in a bomb crater in a, th- in, in a in a war zone where you at least are being told as you're like getting your first taste of applesauce that you know your dad fucking fought the thing and the, the, your mom's sure. this and all this stuff and like every place that everyone comes from to America or is, is born in like they, they 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 got one thing going for them which is this like. Like a heritage. History. Heritage. People, people want a heritage because when you're in a country that's less than 200 years old, you want some sense of heritage. And we cry out for yeah. it. And and so white people express it that way by going like, I found out that I'm Greek. or if sure. I'm, My wife's Irish and I'm Greek. So you know what they say. She'll clean the table, but all my wedding's longer. <laughs> it, it's like white, white, white people like it. And I'm, I'm yeah. not even being glib because I do like it. Yeah. I like it. I like I fetishize it. And then we and then what we do is we carry that over into, you know, um, 
the, our photographer says, "Oh, I'm half Irish, half Chinese," and we we run like we're seventy years old, and we're going like Bing Bong Dong Dong. And, and, and listen to the last episode if you want to hear that story. But like, like because we're obsessed with like we're like, where are you from, and what's going on, and. Yeah, but there is a difference between when white people want to find out about their heritage because that's just aching for some sort of history and heritage. I know, but versus, I know, you know there's a difference. Yeah, yeah, the difference we're, we're, is that it's incredibly insulting yeah, when you're applying it to yeah. brown people because you're basically like we we're, without realizing that we're doing it, we're looking at them as different. Like you said, yeah, sure. Like, like you don't if if you're if you're Unless you're super Italian, there's a certain amount of Italian I could argue you could be if you came into this booth and be like, he's an immigrant. <laughs> but let's keep it let's keep it northern Italian and say, like most mostly, <laughs> we'd be like, oh, have you met my friend? He's from Ireland. He's from you know, and like the word immigrant means um, it has a connotation to yeah, it. Yeah, it, it does. It means underprivileged. It's ironic because it's like obviously how we all started. I, I'm, I'm babbling because I'm drunk, but I, I just, I, I, white people's obsession with how much of them is like what, which part of like this tiny sure, yeah, part yeah, of yeah, Europe. Yeah. I, I think it's actually ironically, even though it seems like what we're doing is rolling around in whiteness. Yeah, I think it's that what we're expressing is I wish I were black i wish i were asian i wish i were anything right like in the sense because i i mean i am a little bit different because i was actually born in another country but like even if i were born here i would feel such a cultural tie to to china and chinese culture um and so you feel like there's an ache for being able to so definitively be like i'm chinese and this is my culture nobody roots for the zombies in the zombie movie but that's what you would (laughs) Like everyone wants to be the guy with the eye patch, and for <laughs> white people, that means I'm Greek. <laughs> it doesn't mean that for Greek people. <laughs> what? I, I'm not following you. That's... Well, you know, I don't. I'm saying, I'm saying, like among yeah. white people, that's yeah. why we sit. We sit at our picnics and we go, like, "What are you?" Sure. Oh, my mom's uh, Polish and my dad's Irish and all this stuff, and we yeah. joke about it and all this stuff, and it's like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's we're aching for. Uh, we want to be immigrants. Yeah. Hu- well, humans are very tribal people, and so you're, you, everyone's always constantly searching for who their tribe is. And it's when you, when we you... don't have faith in ourselves. Sorry to cut you off. Like, like mm-hmm. to, to be anything important, born just coming out of a, a woman and being put on a stainless steel scale and getting a barcode and then being put out to. Uh, uh, public school, like we all know, this is the uplifting part. We all, as Americans, know that's not enough. Like, if we th- we 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 act like that's so much that it's under attack. How come I can't say Merry Christmas? Like, we're what we're expressing though, isn't it? Like, we know we know that this is all fake, and so we're that, that we're one step away from going. Oh, so being Chinese is a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in the sense that I have a a very strong link to my cultural heritage, you know, and I have a very strong bond with that and with my identity as a Chinese person um, that you you don't have. Right. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could point at a map and go (laughs) me from there. I know. I'm going to China at the end of the month and I'm I'm half excited. Wow. It's going to be a lot of. uh, I'll half miss you. It's (laughs) 
that's a lot of house cleaning, housekeeping, where I'm just going to see, going down the list of all the people I have to go. I'm not doing anything fun. I'm literally just, I have a list and a schedule of all the relatives and family friends I have to go see. And I have to go to every single one of them, explain to them why I'm fat and not skinny, <laughs> and then and then move on to the next person. I went, I went, I went to a high school reunion, my 20th uh, high school reunion, and I came back to a Facebook message from a cousin who was like, Hey, I saw on social media that you were in Milwaukee. Would have been nice for a, a visit. And uh, stopped talking to him. <laughs> so I have no frame of reference. Like, like you're you're like I'm gonna go to each each of so these people are gonna call me fat. Yeah, and I'm just gonna go water that plant. I'm like I would bring a mallet. <laughs> I would yeah. be a serial killer. I gotta I go to. I gotta just go from door to door. Let them tell me that I'm fat. Ask me, you know, qu- interrogate me on why I'm fat. Is there a and thing then... in you? Can you identify? Is there a point? Like, like we've talked about this in the past. Like the idea of like families from countries that. What what's your? Are you afraid of? You you just don't have that option of going no. like fuck my family. No, because here's the thing: Be, because I grew up in it, like uh, it's just something you talk about. Like it's just okay. Like you you get very thick skin about it. It's just you're not as sensitive about that stuff, uh, or at least I was. And I know a lot of people, Asian people, who are more sensitive. The the average American level of sensitive about stuff like that. But for me, I was just so used to it. It was just something that people always commented. People always talked about my body. People always talked about ev- every aspect of my body. Like, to the point where, like, when I first started getting boobs, like, every that was everybody would talk about my boobs. Like, it was just it, anything that they could see physically on me, then that was free game for people to talk about. Yeah, and that's family. I, yeah. I, I was asking the question, like, I feel like... Or, but this may be totally subjective. Like it's, it's like it's a whiter thing to be able to actually have the option in your head of like, fuck all these people. Yeah, yeah. Fuck because all yes, of them. totally. Because culturally, like, there's a lot of filial piety. So you have to, you have to respect your family. You have to respect your parents. You have to respect all elders. So basically, if someone is an older generation than you, you have to respect what they say, and you have to basically let them shit all over you. Do you feel a gain from that? No, it's kind of just... It's kind of just the the system that I'm born into. Like I, I, I res- it's cultural, so I have to respect it. You know, I, you I would like be it's... shaming my parents. I would be humiliating my parents, and uh, and it would be a comment on their failure in parenting if I said fuck all of this. Oh my god, this is the most Chinese shit I've ever. I know it's heard very Chinese. It's very Chinese. Yusan gets it. He's over there nodding. I, like, I would be, I would be shaming my parents if I disrespected my grandparents. <laughs> yes, if, which if is, you makes perfect. If you disrespected a, a friend of your parents who came over to have like tea, like I can't tell you how many times in my life, like friends of my parents came over to their house to hang out for like tea or whatever that I, I had never met before. And as soon as I walk in, they talk about my appearance and I have to just sit there and take it and right. be like, because if you were like, if I you was know like, what? fuck Whatever. off. Yeah. I make more money than you. Fuck off. They, yeah. they, then maybe that person would leave and your parents would be like, you. My parents would be humiliated. You, I hope that was worth it. Yeah. You made me feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, totally. That's exactly what happened. They would be like, I hope it was worth it because now I can never show my face around any of our circles again. God damn. Because everybody would be talking about how they failed as parents and how their daughter is like out of control. Fuck. I know. It's a lot of pressure. 
do you do and there's and i think i know the answer to this but <laughs> like there's is there any part of you that thinks yeah i'm paying it forward because when i'm 60 he, dot 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 like what what's the after the dot 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 like that uh you're not gonna do that to my yeah. kids no i well you know, that's something I struggle with because on the one hand, I want my future children to like have immigrant values. You right. know, I want them to have like a strong work ethic and appreciate things and um, an unconditional family bond would yes, be nice. And have and have thick skin and like are hardworking. But I also want them to be woke and enlightened and care about like uh, things that aren't as important in Chinese culture and I want this to be a, a blend and and I really don't know how I'm going to do it because I'm not disciplined enough to instill those values in my kids because I barely count as an immigrant when I came over here when I was four. It's not like I came at the age of 30 like my parents and um, and had to start a new life in a whole new country and learn everything from the ground up and build a whole new life. Like I didn't have that experience so I I don't know how I'm going to be able to impart those things on my kids unless I basically trick my children and live in a shack and tell them that we're poor and that we're from the old country. And then when they go to bed, I sneak through the back gate and go to my mansion. Uh, I'm so excited to explain this to you. <laughs> I, I can't because, wait to because hear because the happy the happy split is something that both that I've I, like I've encountered white families that you and I would like. If we if we got the affidavit on them or like the the resume like oh Protestant um, this income level and all this stuff like but they have the most incredible like value system and it has it, it is rooted in family and stuff like that and I I hear the I hear you, you ever hear these true crime podcasts where like people who are Christian and who are just from the middle of nowhere like what we would call Trump country where. It's like someone gets someone gets murdered and raped, and then the person is visiting them in prison. The the, the person who did it because they've decided that because their church like decided that like they they just they they don't even question it. Like they have like a value system, and I th- I th- I think that it comes down to family. Like I I think you can be rich, poor, anywhere in the middle, and like and just be like. That's your brother. That's your cousin. That's your uncle. It, it, you you should be you should be down with all of humanity, but but we got to be down with the gals first. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because if we're not, there's no point in being a gal. And, and 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 so I'm 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 the mama of of this brother and this sister and this sister and like I, I I've met I've met like so many grandmas of so many amazingly different like middle-aged men and women who are like my my ex-wife's um uh father and his siblings were like he's a baptist preacher um his brother is a, a was a record executive who couldn't be more like like atheistic and in fact like rock and roll like like blah blah blah. I don't want to impugn any of these people or invade their privacy. And then there's a sister who's like the black sheep of the family is like all over the place. But like the I met the grandma and she's like she's like yeah I knew I knew when they were kids like one would come up to me and be like Mama I don't. 
like this one's doing this and I don't like it. And, and I'd say, you know, he's just being him and you're going to be you, but you're all my children. And that's what makes you special and all this stuff. Like, I think that's the, that's the, that's where I, I feel like we use all these excuses and there's like good and bad, like Chinese traditionalism and, and like the, the cul-de-sac and leave it to Beaver's street and whatever. It's like, there's people getting beaten with belts behind some of those closed doors. And there's, there's all this fucked up shit going on all over the place. But like people who actually execute this healthy idea that like we're a clan, you know, they, you can just have this health. Anyways, I by don't know. the by the way, I I am the only Asian person that I know, like child of immigrant Asian person I know who wasn't beaten as a child, <laughs> and like and people are always like, "What? Never? Your parents never beat you?" I'm the only one. It's rare. Yeah, I mean, everybody, all the Asian kids I know, all of my Asian friends were like beat with a belt, a slipper, um, coat hanger, a switch. Yeah. It's a I, whole thing. I have friends who like uh I have a friend who she and her brother had their own individual sticks that they were beaten with and they had to go and like fetch their their like personalized stick. Yeah. I could tell you stories that would make yeah. you think I was Korean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but I'm tired of it, you know, because I because I because I want to honor my family. I don't know, like yeah. like because I'm I'm like tired of. I have to say, like my family in some ways are so Asian and so Chinese, but in other ways are very very like my parents are very progressive in certain ways because on the one like a they never beat me, which is very rare, and b they let me be an art major, which is which is something that would be unheard of to most uh, Asian immigrant families. I feel this theme when I like like I listen because again this true crime podcast I just listened to it was like there was a sister that got brutally murdered by some sociopathic piece of shit kid that was their neighbor and there was one surviving sister who goes to visit the kid in prison every week out of some Christian compulsion to like like she she's on that road Mm -hmm. and then she has another sister who's like fuck that guy I hope he burns in hell yeah and they they asked like i think it was was one of them or the other maybe it was the mom of the all the sisters one's a murder victim one is like fuck the person that murdered them and the other one is like going to visit the murderer every week like like who, who so do you guys get in fights about that how does that fuck up thanksgiving and it was like the answer was so it was like well no there's certainly room in this world for it's like we lost our sister. Like we can. It, it's like she can be my sister, and I can love her and disagree with her about how we should handle this horrible tragedy. Sure. And I, it's like there's, I, I, I was like, God, I've heard this leitmotif so much in all of the healthy families that I've observed. It, like, like. Like where the matriarch of the family is like, well, I knew from the beginning that <laughs> this guy wasn't going to be an Eagle Scout, yeah, and that this guy was probably going to end up arresting him. Uh, but I, 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 they both came out of me, and I was like, you guys are both always going to be the most special people in the world. I don't know, like, like it's, uh, it, it's that that that, that whatever. I know, Harmon, Look, fucking fam- just... families are weird. All right, families are weird. <sighs> Um, let... <laughs> that sounded a little dismissive. Tell the read uh, the listeners that you 
No, I You really took in. I love No, I love all anytime we have discussions about families and cultural differences in family. I hate family. I think it's fucking dumb. No, I'm kidding. I I <laughs> Do you want to do you want to go to China in my place and and go see all of my relatives? No. I just I don't I don't I think it's cool that you're going to go water every plant yeah. and they're going to call you fat and you're going to be like, "Okay, just, thank you." I just you. know that that's what I'm in for and I have to bring them all gifts too. I know that I'm there's probably a gonna way I'm going to bring everybody a jar of fish oil. I think you're profiting from that. Like <laughs> I, I I I I I have a niece I haven't met and I like I I don't I don't think there's any right way to do it, but yeah. I I well, this is the right way culturally how I should do it. And the only reason I'm going is because I, I'm going to Korea for the first time, and I'm really excited about that trip. Um, and because Seoul is only an hour's flight from Beijing, like, I have to make a stop in Beijing. If I'm that close to where my family is and don't stop, then it's a whole thing. God. I won't even do a concert in my town. <laughs> oh, man. How's You'd, that for? I don't think you would make it as a Chinese person. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Fuck. <laughs> now it challenge met. <laughs> you won't even eat Chinese food. Are you going to be a Chinese person? I'm going to fill every can of Coke with <laughs> a quart of pee. And that's all it takes. That's all I know. Uh, next week when I when we go, come to the studio, I want you to be dressed like Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, next email. <laughs> next email. Next email. Okay. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Dan. While I was listening to today's uh, 5-3 episode and the uh, discussion about this billionaire's inappropriate action, oh, the last episode, a memory of mine suddenly resurfaced. I should probably say that I'm a cis-hetero white dude and grew up in the suburbs. Needless to say, my life has been pretty white. The memory that this co- conversation evoked was one from high school. During social studies class, we were once given a definition of racism. The definition was essentially, racism is believing that another race is inferior to yours. Now, you're all a little older than I am, and of course went to school in different places, so I'm wondering if this topic was covered like this, or even at all during your schooling. I think this could be an important point of discussion. Until I started listening to this podcast and getting a a grasp on these issues, I filtered all racism through this rigid definition. If I run my own racist white guy simulator on this a simulator on this billionaire or writer from The Simpsons, the result is always, well, it wasn't mean-spirited, and they don't believe other races are inferior. I'm starting to believe that what I'm really learning from this podcast and other media I've consumed recently is that this definition of racism is simply wrong. Racism is a much broader topic than what we are taught in school. I suppose I'd also like to know how to get this idea across to people who are taught the same old-school definition of racism. Mike. Wow. Wow. Um, That guy's like... Like right with me. I, I wish mean, that's my whole experience. Yeah. Like I grew up like being taught like that's what racism is. It's yeah. when you take a Jew and put him in a cage and sure. like don't feed him. It's it's it, it's when you think that a brown person has a smaller brain. And as long as I don't think those things, then not only am I uh, within bounds in every conversation, but also then because I think I'm within bounds, as we discussed last week. Anytime someone suggests to me that I may have inadvertently stepped on a toe, I actually become offended by them <laughs> because I'm like, don't you get it? I like I've got all the paperwork here. I learned what racism is. I'm not going to execute no six million people. I'm not going to. I didn't own slaves, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like the most. Ra- yeah, it, it, I. I that is the logical definition of slave of of racism. Sure, uh, is like 
oh, I think that because you're different from me racially, you're inferior. Yeah, and I want to hurt you because I don't believe you're hum- as yeah. human as I am. And we're sure. kind of we're kind of suffering from that right now because yeah. we are. That's that's a lot like saying that the definition of rape is you have to be wearing a mask and, and it has to happen in a dark alley. Yeah, totally. It's not inaccurate. Yeah, it, it is, however, making a lot of confused kids. Like, yeah, because because if you're only defining it by the most extreme example of it, then every then people can excuse all other forms of it and not look at the nuance and all the different the the shades of racism or or rapism. Right. Um, yeah, and Mike, I wish you told us um, where you grew up and where you went to school because I also think that that would probably be helpful. Um, How is it, man? He's a white cisgender. What fuck? What? No, I just think it's it's interesting. I'm not uh, getting mad at him about it. I just think it would have been an interesting bit of information to kind of compare, like what part of the country you're oh, in, based I, on whatever race, I think whatever you're being you learned. Overly nuanced. <laughs> it's, white, white, it's just I'm just interested. He's Harman. just white, Jessica. All right. Anyway, so yes, I, uh, you know, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, which is that we should think about racism as a spectrum and every single person is on the spectrum. And there are things that are very, very light and uh, very minor on the spectrum. And then there's things. So on one end of the spectrum, you have Nazis and you have people who are like, Anyone who isn't white is subhuman, and everyone is inferior who doesn't look like me. That's the most extreme end of the spectrum. But then you have the lighter end of the spectrum, which is just, which is a lot of just microaggressions or just plain ignorance and not knowing things. And you can be you can be racist and uh, and inadvertent about it. You can it could be an oops and a and a faux pas socially, but it's all on the spectrum, and it doesn't. It's not an indictment of who you are as a person as a whole it doesn't mean you are 100% a bad person it means you misstepped it means you weren't uh woke and knowledgeable about a certain aspect it means that maybe there's parts of the world and and people's lives that you hadn't ever been exposed to and haven't ever thought about and so this is why i always say like the measure of person uh isn't like what they didn't know but how they react when you call them on something so if someone calls you on something and say hey like regardless of what your react regardless of what your intentions were this thing you did was not okay and hurt or was just not cool if your reaction is to flip the fuck out and be a defensive asshole about it that really shows us who you are as a person that means that your ego is more important than other people's lives and other people's feelings and other people's livelihoods. I mean, we're literally talking about lives, life and death when we talk about racism in this country. Um, but if you are the person who's like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. OK, well, I, I want to learn more about it. Like, that's the measure of a decent human being. Right. And I'll add to that, like, as a 45-year-old white male, maybe this is a self-interest at play but like i would say even if you fail that first test if someone <laughs> says when you get confronted and go like oh you didn't you know you're not supposed to say this anymore and you're you did say this and you know yesterday you did that wrong flipping the fuck out is the human response uh like if i were to say to you right now jessica you know that shit that you just said right now that's totally fucking wrong and you need to fucking go back to school and fucking like you you would because you're a a good human being you would be like whoa hold on a second i'm gonna fucking process what you're saying i'm gonna try to be spock but 
I'm also going to like put up a force field against people who are just telling me I'm wrong about everything. And so uh, it's it's like this. It's like we have to if you're if you're the first person to break the ice on somebody who's like, I had no idea it was wrong to peel my eyes back and go ching chong, ching chong when I heard this person was Asian and they're like 70 years old, like them flipping the fuck out when you tell them that offended me. It. I'm not saying like, yay, let's throw a parade for them for flipping the fuck out. I'm just saying like, it's probably gonna happen. Yeah, well, there's a difference. There's a difference between predicting what someone is gonna do versus what saying what someone should do. That guy should not flip the fuck out. Like, it's not okay for him to flip the fuck out. If he were a thoughtful, empathetic, uh, mature adult. Then he would he would take that in, process it, and then learn from it instead of immediately going on the defense. Because going on the defense is a sign of an immature, fucking thin skin. It's a baby. sign that there's growth. It's that a needs thin to skin fucking then. baby who yeah. does that. Yeah, and there and and all of us share that. I think as humans that uh, like we should we we ideally should uh, reach this uh, level of uh, bodhisattva where like someone goes. Hey, what you, you you basically mentally tortured my sister the other day when you asked for a candy bar in the parking lot. I know you're having a good day and everything, but just wanted to let you know you really fucked up. <laughs> and and we should all be so fucking zen that we'd be like, "Oh, interesting. Thank you for alerting me to that. I will take that in and continue to grow as a person." But the reality is and I don't think this is an exclusively white thing. I think it's a, it's something that gets uh, <laughs> repeatedly revealed in white people because we're currently the tide is changing. <laughs> like like we're we're the ones who keep keep getting told that. Well, that's because, this really this really uncomfortable thing to be told, which is that we sure, fucked up. But that's because for the longest time you didn't have to listen to anybody else. You could yeah. only listen to white people if you chose to. And for the first time ever, you weren't immune and and uh the the bubble is a lot thinner now and yeah. you have to you have no choice but to hear some of it. And uh, and for the people who are really, really good at being shielded from all of that, it's very jarring. But I'm telling you now, like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. I'm telling myself that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm hearing it. And I'm, uh, yeah. And, and But I'm also like, yeah, I, I, I it, it's. I understand the impulse. If, Here's the thing. If, I if, understand if, if the impulse. If we acknowledge that it's a yeah. serious problem, then we, like, either we're not taking that seriously or we acknowledge that there's people are going to react poorly to being told that they're racist, basically. Like, like it's sort of like just, it's just saying, like, you know, people don't like needles in their arms, but we got the zombie vaccine. <laughs> like, it's everybody. You kind of like, it's not about, it's not about like, 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 like high fiving racism or anything like that. It's, it's about, it's empathy, empathy, empathy. Yeah, that's, is, that really like, what yeah. is what it is at the end of the day. Empathy, just listen to how something affects somebody else and like take your ego out of it for one second and think, like, hey, maybe for one second I can care more about this other person's feelings than my fucking ego that's and yeah. you, you understand that i'm saying yeah. like donald trump says which makes me the bad guy but i'm saying like <laughs> on both sides like oh, uh, no. Th- th- no because the woke the woke of us have to anticipate that if you're vaccinating 
a resistance to open-mindedness that there will be resistance to it. But it's... Uh, Otherwise, what is the alternative explanation? It's not even about Are we going to string them up? But it's not even about wokeness. It's just about empathy and being mature. It is a mature response no matter who is telling you, hey, you did this thing that really fucking sucked for me, that affected me. It's just about empathy. Another white person can tell you, hey, that thing, when you made that crack about my fucking mom, like, that really hurt my feelings. Like, you wouldn't be... If someone said that to you, you wouldn't be like, I'm not a racist. Like, once race comes into the question, people get way more sensitive. But if another white dude came up to you and said, hey, when you made that joke about my fucking mom, like, that really, really bummed me out because, like... Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Really? I'm so glad to give you this. Thank you for bringing this example up. Yeah, fuck that white guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, are you kidding me? You don't know this? Fuck that person. Fuck that weak shitty so high maintenance any person. person any person at all came up to you and said hey you've hurt my feelings when you said this you yeah would say, Fuck you have a you. big fucking decision to make this is a person who's making a play toward you to modify your behavior oh my god yeah well welcome to fucking whiteness no, oh I'm my god uh, <laughs> i hate no, it i hate it get me out yeah, of here get me out of whiteness <laughs> no i, I think the, the important thing that i need to hear from you is because because often we have this I think this is a theme of our conversations where we go um, yeah it it's a universal thing to be hurt when you're human and therefore all this stuff but there is a non universality in when we talk about privilege so like which is like which leads into white fragility which is that like you're saying white people have less experience with the fundamental thing that we're talking about which is mm-hmm. when you're on the playground and you're asian you're brown or something like you actually have no choice basically but to uh uh accept uh this idea that people are sometimes going to just isolate you or god knows what so yeah, you're you're aware of race whether and, or not you want to be you're and aware we can of all race. talk about how hard it was to be a kid and i can i can play a big game about like you know how different i was and how much i suffered and stuff but I don't get to talk about what it was like to be me plus looking like a poo and having like people come up and say, you know, so because I don't get to talk about that, like we chalk that up to like, that's a different experience. And so that's the thing that I need to process is white people make too much equivalence too quickly. Like we go like, oh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to be black, but you know how much, you know, what else is hard? being white and uh finding out how hard it is to be black now that's hard <laughs> like we have a tendency to do that yeah we don't we don't like I, i'm speaking for myself like we go we go like yeah I, we need understanding too and it's like yes you do you do need understanding too because we are all human however there does need to be a basic acknowledgement of this kind of like this thing that people don't want to acknowledge, which is you've done less tummy tucks like than other people in certain conversations, like certain muscles are stronger and certain muscles are flabbier. And with white people, the muscles that have to do with uh, <laughs> being told that you did something wrong, that you're not fitting in, that you need to play the game better 
those muscles are very very jelly like, 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 and, and, and we get and we get very irritated very quickly as compared to somebody who just yeah. who either just came over whose parents like yeah. came over two generations ago anybody really like like what we call white people that's the big difference is we don't we don't have like fucking six-pack abs when it comes to that one thing which is being told you're fucked up <laughs> like, like we go what I beg your pardon. I've watched every Schoolhouse Rock. I know what racism is. I I know exactly. Like I know everything about what a tummy should be able to do. But then you you're like, yeah, but you don't. You you really haven't done it. You haven't crunched. There's no way you could have. You can't. You don't know. And we're experiencing that right now because we're on this event horizon of like oh white people you ain't all that we can call you white people now we're hearing this phrase white people yeah. and we're not reacting well to it that because we're like like ow it hurts it's sure it's like a sit up we're get we're getting we're doing what a human being would do in that situation which is go i don't think i belong in this gym class i don't think this gym class should be on the curriculum i don't think fayette is logical like we're 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 doing what a smart sure kid like would in do. this analogy non-white people have been doing crunches forever and have totally have six a six packs when it comes to talking talking about race and thinking about race exactly and then white people come like in pull-ups like maybe yeah. your arms are like, yeah, like sure. pulling up and then white people are like like fresh out of the pod from the matrix when their yeah. muscles have it's like everyone lay down on the floor together yeah there's yeah. probably a way better analogy if mm-hmm. you find it but we're it's it's like to me like yeah it's like it's like you get mad like i started working out recently it's like i've i got i get i like get in a fight with the guy that i pay to make me do sit-ups right and you also feel like why doesn't everyone cut me some slack because i'm behind yeah and i'm like can't you see this fucking hurts there's no way you've ever experienced this pain (laughs) (laughs) i say you don't it's kind of it's yeah it's natural it's like you're like you get mad yeah I know, but I mean, really, why people want are demanding the empathy that people of color have been asking for 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 yeah the since the dawn of America. Yeah, but they don't really. Most of them don't really know that that's what they're doing. Should we take a quick break? You you want me to drink more? No, my hands are tied. <laughs> I know my parents. You know they have family reunions and. Like, people play horseshoes, and the joy that would come from my family going like, "Oh, your mom's, your mom's got that German blood. She's so the that's why she's obsessed with like how close the horseshoe is, and like, and then the other people being like, "Yeah, but you Polacks," and, like, <laughs> we're, and we're talking about a ninety mile. <laughs> Like, like every, every, all of our ancestors come from one 90 mile bubble in Europe. But that, that joy of like, you're German, I'm Polish. Yeah. It's like feeling like things make sense and there's a yeah. reason that things are the way they are. Yeah. Be, be belonging to some clan, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, even within, within Chinese culture, we talk about like being Northern Chinese versus Southern Chinese because Northern Chinese people are like taller and built, built like kind of sturdier. And southern Chinese people are, like, shorter and more slight and darker. There are some regions um, where they uh, – the, the – the, 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 oh, no. Never oh, mind. boy. Here I was we gonna, go. My bit was going to 
it was going to be meta, but it was going to be based on an old 80s thing that was like the Calgon commercials, the ancient Chinese secret. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with that? Yes, of course okay. I am, because it's my family secret. I know, but I was, so I was going to reach for a thing. I was like, there was there are some regions where the Chinese secret is less ancient or whatever, but then I realized that in order to set it up, I had to start with a foundation of Chinese laundry, uh-huh. and that I was going to be then... To the millennial listener is like, well, he's just being racist, which I am not. <laughs> well, I mean, on this podcast, we have talked about how, like, there is actually a historical basis to why Chinese people uh, own restaurants and have laundromats. There's a historical mm-hmm. basis to Italians playing accordion with monkeys in the streets of New York. No, until New York a... made them stop because it was too racist <laughs> what they were doing. No, no, but this is actually because it was a law. Right. Well, yeah. Chinese people, Jewish people, black people, like in America, Irish people, you can see it. The, the, the history of America, when it comes to like ethnocentric, like lockdowns on businesses, mm-hmm. it, it all go, always goes back to, oh, what, white wasps aren't – we don't bank. That's filth. Sure. Let's let the Jews do that. Like like we don't when, – when movies started happening, it was like – that's jejun. <laughs> for real, you know? Yeah. La- laundry was a, yeah, yeah. for well, real. La- la- a... Laundry and restaurant work were for Chinese men because at the time only uh, only men, single men, were allowed to immigrate. And uh, it was their way, uh, it was women's work. And so that's what Chinese people were allowed to do. Chinese men were allowed to do in it. Uh, and it was the beginning of the feminization of uh, Asian men and emasculating them. Hmm. But that's for... You know what the end of that is? What? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here is another email that I wanted to touch on real quick because we've been talking about so so much Chinese stuff. Apu... Hello, Jessica and Dan. I am a black male in the... Oh, thank God. I'm so tired of hearing. I'm a cisgender white. (laughs) I know, right? In the NC South. I have uh, followed the show from the start and it has been super refreshing to hear Dan express what he has. My question is... Oh, my God. I want to marry you. (laughs) Is he gay? Is he gay? (laughs) My question is more on format, though. I understand this is is a show on race and the writing environment of Hollywood. The evolution of topics has moved in a direction that troubles me. I understand Jessica's life experience, while extremely notable and valid, is of her Asian heritage. The narratives that are evolving episodically seem to be squarely Asian-based. You you have had a black person on the show, which is super cool. Um, we've had multiple black people, thank you very much. But my real concern comes when you continue to use the POC term without full representation. In the South, POC will always mean you are a disenfranchised individual, but between POC and white people, some Asians tend to fall on the other side of the line. I do understand through my own life experience, education, and limited world travel that Asian cultures and geographic origins inflict their own biases on other Asian cultures. My gripe is this. Plain and simple, where I'm from, normally Asian skin tones don't like us so much, and it functions to us that in their na- native environments, a lot of lighter Asian skin tones treat blacks with the same bias white people tend to have. I, I love me uh, an Asian lady of all tones, but that don't mean her parents like me. Just suggesting an episode, episode topic. Black folks joke about people who can pass for white. Can we hear from some of those people and also have a more diverse group of guests? I don't uh, I don't mind you reading on my, my email on the show, blah, blah, blah. Um, Corey. Uh, P.S. Please don't go all angry Jessica on me if you choose to respond. <laughs> well, that kind of disarms you, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, look, he, all of his points are valid because we do tend to skew very, very Asian on the show when we talk about uh, people of color, 
primarily because that's who is in the room. We like, act as if there's equivalents, but I several t- I often hear hear myself, even if I don't say it out loud on the microphone. I'm always like, but this is way different if we're talking about white people and black people. Yo, absolutely. Like, uh, here's the thing. Like, I mean, part of that is part of the reason, and I've thought this too that this podcast skews very, very Asian. By nature of the fact that 50% of this podcast is Asian and 50% of this podcast is white. And on the one hand, I don't want to speak on certain issues that I uh, – from a community that I'm not a part of. Like, I don't own black pain. I don't own a lot of these topics, you know, and I don't want to speak out of turn and I don't want to speak for a community that I'm not, I'm not a part of. The community that I am a part of is just the umbrella – people of color in ter- and uh, when i talk about people of color it's more as non-white people yeah. anyone who's in opposition against white the white majority but the things that i feel comfortable um really getting into specifics about our asian base because i feel like that's my community that's my experience and that's my area of expertise that being said we obviously can do better um when it comes to getting having more non-asian guests on yeah. this show well what have we had we've had let's let's let, we're talking about people like their livestock we've we've we, we've we had, had three, we had jazz and we had, we had iffy and mm-hmm. we had britney um, that's a pretty good count. That's actually that's a lot considering we don't have a lot. I think that's like yeah. a third of the guests we've had. Yeah. But we can do better. I mean, we we certainly don't need as many uh, East Asian guests um, just by virtue of the fact that. Although here's the thing, no one ethnicity is a monolith, so it is nice to get other perspectives. But I do think that we do need more. I disagree. I think black people are a monolith. <laughs> He said it, Corey. They not couldn't me. be more monolithic. And yes, and we've also we. I mean, we did briefly touch on like um, Asian anti-blackness because that is that's the thing. Asian is uh, is white adjacent. We are the closest on the spectrum, the race spectrum to white, and we sometimes fall under that umbrella in terms of certain advantages and bits of privilege. Uh, but we are not white, and so it's this weird middle ground that we're in because. Um, we are closest to white on the spectrum, but we are not white. Um, and yet, on the very far end of the spectrum, are black people. And then, bet- and then between black people and Asian people, there are like the many shades of of everything in between of brown people, you know. And but in this country, like there is no other group that is paralleled in the treatment and continued abuse and trauma that black people go through in this country. Um, but that's something that I don't feel like I have the yeah. authority to speak on. We touch on it. Mm-hmm. We, we we acknowledge from time to time. We go, yeah. by the way, <laughs> yeah, we use Asianity in white racist culture, like even liberal white uh, culture, like to as a placeholder for race when we want to joke about race. When what we're really doing is taking an end run around making a joke about uh Race, like, like, like making a racist joke. But sure, we, 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 talk, we, we, you know, I've, I've, tr- I try to be transparent about my, uh, my very deeply. I'm from Milwaukee, one of the most segregated white black cities in the United States. Um, uh, also, a very liberal city, but totally fucking segregated along white and black lines. And um, I have fucking 1970s deep fascination with race. That has nothing to do with Asian people. <laughs> nothing to do with how dare you. Uh, nothing to do with brown people. Not like I look at that stuff as a fucking passing fancy, which is why I'm able to do this podcast. I don't know how. 
I like the perfect version of this podcast would have a third host on it that would yeah. be a black American um, who like 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 I guess perfect in quotes because I don't know what we're trying to accomplish here. But mm-hmm. but we don't. Yeah, it's obviously like and also we're we not going to sit here. We've had no. Uh, representation of uh, other I mean like we really haven't covered any sort of Latinx issues at yeah. all so I mean here's the thing we the can always do better. sitting here and like glibly referring to that shit is, yeah. is only going to make a bad problem worse <laughs> <laughs> like, no one wants to listen to the two of us go but you know how black people feel <laughs> I'll tell you how I feel yeah. about black people every step of the way like 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 with perfect candor like at risk of my own reputation and stuff like as a white guy like my relationship with blackness and stuff like but yeah. what i can't do is talk about like here's what black people are going through yeah yeah and there and and absolutely there's a shit ton of anti-blackness in within the asian community asian people are very fucking racist my dad like he you know he said like you know i could date an asian lady but her parents won't like me and that's very true my dad would fucking shit a brick if i had a black boyfriend he would flip the fuck out yeah i don't i well i kind of want to address that i guess that's sort of a general there's a thread of that that goes through these emails which is and i don't i don't i'm not i'm not i'm not i don't want to be punitive towards these people um what do you mean these people <laughs> the people that email us um the the this idea of when when we when we're talking about like what's um what, what's the ideal way to think uh, about this stuff like I, I hope it's clear that we're openly acknowledging that the reason the reason there would be a, this podcast is because we're knee deep or if not neck deep in these problems which means that there it's not like I I would like to think that we're not uh, purporting that oh there's this colony of white people who are who trademarked racism and they're in charge of everything and if we could just either hang them all uh, from the highest tree or change their brains racism would end Jessica has said on this very podcast that if Chinese women ran the world they would do so unfairly. <laughs> At least uh, I would. Power <laughs> creates privilege, and privilege creates uh, distortions. And um, well, like, like we, like we're this idea that, like, oh, I caught you. I don't think that's that's what this person is saying. But like, we've gotten many emails about, like, well, you know, there's racism in China too, and also extending that to the idea that, like, oh, there's heavy. Uh, uh, I mean, look. I mean, uh, hip hop culture is incredibly homophobic. I like what we're not. We're, the, the, we're not looking for perfect people. We're, well, we're, yes, we're, we're, but we're I, trying I take to, his, We're trying I, to figure out how to think straight. I, yeah, and I totally take his point, which is that by by the nature of who is running this podcast, we are not covering the full extent, uh, the full spectrum of what. Uh, people of color are doing right and and that is something that we well that we're all turned against each other that would be really worth that we're Mm self-policing that we that we're it's not just when we focus that yeah like oh let's all run over to matt groening's house and take a shit on his lawn and then all the racism will end it's like not (laughs) true because we are all carrying this shit that's worth yeah and i i do think that like uh uh discourse between the asian and black communities is worth discussing but 
uh, like we said on the episode with Andrew T and Ify Wadenue, that, uh, I mean, that's the kind of thing that's like a closed door conversation that we keep in the, the I, at least that's my philosophy, that that's the kind of conversation I want to keep in the family and away from your powerful white ears, because I don't want to have this kind of talk in front of mixed company this is something that we should (laughs) this is something that we should solve and talk about within our own like in our own houses that's interesting (laughs) i mean because the only people who profit are powerful white people when the when the oppressed races like have issues with amongst themselves like you know like i do and i i don't ask this as a rhetorical question because maybe the answer is yes do you really think that if I ha- was privy to that, like that I would bust that out every time? Like no, that but, I would go. No, but I'm talking hey, but about Jessica, public... Chinese people are racist too. Like, but I, I mean, like in a, on the public stage, like you know, in public, yeah. in front of the world, like we should, we should be united in our cause of uh, overthrowing white supremacy. But of course, within our own communities, we are, we need to police ourselves, and we need to address and acknowledge and change the the biases within our own communities. But I think we do that away from the white stage. Wow, interesting. But that's my philosophy. I'm well, sure is there this ple- the white stage. I'm sure there I think are people this, of color who disagree with this me. guy that's emailing in. He's going like, "Is this the white stage, or is this the?" But I mean, what would festival? You, what would you, you like if say like say like Ify was on a was a guest again, and he. He and I got into a whole discussion about Asian anti-blackness. Like, what what would your role in that conversation be? I would count my money. <laughs> as, as I joked before, I love I love taking a break. Yeah, but that's what I but that's what I mean. You know, but, like yeah, that's, yeah. But what's I mean? That's sure. You, you, you kind of play, I mean, your your worst nightmare is coming true, and you're like. Yeah, we don't we don't want to talk about that. Like we, in front we of should, you, we should be talking about how, as Americans, who we claim to believe we are equal. Like even though you came over here from some, some swarthy, crazy, <laughs> upside down hemisphere, <laughs> where people walk on the bottom of the ground uh-huh. uh, yep. and have l- lampshades <laughs> for hats. <laughs> Um, even though you came from there and I was born right here, like four years earlier, I'm fucking, oh, the dirt was in my mom's tits. Um, I'm fucking from here. Um, that we're, that we, 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 you and I are like, I think we're in agreement about one thing, which is in an ideal American society, like we're equal. Like, like in terms of our claim on this turf, we shouldn't be like, like no one should be thinking about those factors when they're giving us a loan for a house, when they're hiring us for a, a TV gig. It should be it, it. So if we believe that, then you don't have anything to worry about. I hate to sound like a cop. I'm like, if you're not guilty, you know, <laughs> it, I, I know what you're saying is I don't need these distractions. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is these are very, very valid points, but. <sighs> I want to have those discussions with certain people and, uh, and, and certain, under certain okay, circumstances. Okay, now I get it. That's what I'm saying. Now I get it. You're yeah. right. No, that's that's that. Okay, like, I get let's it. wait for company to leave before we Me? before we shut the front door and have it out. <laughs> well, for now I yeah now I totally get it. And now I'm. I wish we had gotten that email six weeks ago because. 
it, we could we could have called that out and gone, you know, with Andrew. Um, you know, well, we kind of said it when Andrew and Ify were here. We were saying that it should be a closed door conversation. Yeah, but I mean, to make yeah. it official and like have yes. the gimmick be Dan's in the soundproof booth, like he. <laughs> He can listen, but he can't. Yeah, he's, dance in, he's in the phone booth where the money's going to start shooting around. And, 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 you know, yeah, and uh, no, that's I get it now. What you're saying, yeah. like you're not going to talk to me about fucking yeah. how racist Asian people are. Yeah, to yeah. two black people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you you need to talk to a black person or an Asian person about that. Yes. Yeah, so basically, in a in an alternate timeline, like you know, Dan Harmon is a black guy and. <sighs> the best timeline ever and, and and i and dan and black dan Harmon are having these conversations uh, like that would be the ideal scenario god you telling me <laughs> can you imagine me as a black guy you'd be so much better i'd be so fucking cool all of my faults would be fucking virtues <laughs> like i wouldn't be a fucking monster i'd be a fucking like hero <laughs> I'm not, 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 don't interpret that the wrong way, black listeners. I'm not saying, like, it's that easy. I'm just saying, like, like, I, I fetishize. I just, I, I want to have an identity. Going back to the beginning of our conversation, I want to be from somewhere. I want to have a. You want to be black Irish. Yeah. I'm, I want to, I want to, I want to be something. Okay. Well. I want to, if I could be gay, I could be like, uh, like it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, like, uh, oh man, you should have just stopped when I said, well, no, come on, like, think about all the things I could be. I could be, think about all the things I could I be could a be. cyborg. What if I was crippled? Oh man, uh, um, Blue Apron is a, a <laughs> food service that brings a box of food to your door. Um, it, I, it, there's a million recipes that you'll enjoy too. This week, I'm eating the. Hack and stack potatoes <laughs> with lice meat. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That's you, a joke for an, an has, audience of one. Hasselback potatoes, I love which the, are delicious. The, the, Maybe I should have been Irish because I love potatoes. Is that right? I think you are. I, I, going back to our archaeologist's email, mm-hmm. which is that basically she's saying, Philippe, <laughs> Philippe. I'm so sorry, Philippe. Why do I think that Philippe is a woman? Anyway. Um... Going back to Philippe's email, um, which is basically I'm going to sum up as race is an artificial construct. Mm-hmm. People that dig up bones know that. Mm-hmm. People that dwell in so-called like centrifuges and bullshit, they're like exacerbating a fucking artificial construct situation. Because uh, if, if I don't know what color my girlfriend's eyes are, good luck getting me to remember that you're Chinese unless I'm constantly reminded of it. Um, and so I I would like to say... Uh, a thing I forgot. I was I, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh no! God damn! What was I gonna say? I was waiting. Wait, wait, wait! I couldn't like, like what? Did, did, it was about me being Irish. Oh yeah, I was gonna say in that world. Can I make you an honorary Irishman? <laughs> can you, as a non-Irishman, can you make me an honorary? I'm British, so I control the Irish. I would prefer to be Scottish over Irish. As to a be as a as an emissary of. Of of artificial construct British geneticism, <laughs> I pronounce you an Irishman. No, but because I, you're I wanna, feisty. But I want to be Scottish, based solely on liquor. I don't care I, what you want to be. You you looked at the word <sighs> rut rough and, <laughs> and didn't that know it could be jer- rut row. That was 
was German. There's okay? no way you're Scottish. That was German. That wasn't I, uh, Scottish. You would have known it was. Look, we clearly have, based on emails, we clearly have at least a few uh, Scottish listeners, and I feel like they have the power to make me an honorary Scotsman. It's a great. Great day for making Jessica Gale an honorary schoolsman. Oh, no. Oh. See, don't you wish you were white so you could just mock <laughs> people? We should, go to I- we should go to China together, and then we should go to Ireland together. Oh, uh, Ireland. My biggest regret is I lived in, in England, and I never went to Ireland or Scotland. So beautiful. I know. I really want to go. I think my ex-wife is living there. Oh. All right. Well, that does nothing for me. No, it's okay. Yeah. I, I don't mind running into her. My my boyfriend is, uh, you know, he's of Scots-Irish lineage. So I don't know what that says about anything. He Maybe sometimes I'll go with him. craves. Well, uh, he and his family make food. the make the trek to Ireland and Scotland a lot. So um, maybe one day I'll I'll grace those shores. I've gone to Ireland, and I, you know, yeah, I fucking love it's just it's the it's the one european culture don't email if this is technically not true (laughs) it's like you can't trace their lineage back to people dressing in frilly costumes they're a it's 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 as it's as fucking indigent and like hard luck as you can get and still be white like it's like they're the they're 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 the they're the blacks of as a, as that. Commi- I knew that was coming. As that I commitment knew that was monologue coming. goes, they're like we, we're the blacks of Europe, oh, and boy. Dublin is the blacks of Ireland. Oh boy! Like like they it's it's fuck their culture is fucking amazing. It it's so fucking like it's it, it if you go to Ireland and like go to any of these like tours and shit and like like listen to any of the history of it, it's just like God, how could you not want to be Irish? I mean, I think potatoes are a perfect food, and all I want to do is drink whiskey all day. So, you know, accept me. All right. So we have uh, a sad announcement, I guess. Um, Season one of Whiting Wongs is coming to an end. Um, It may come as a surprise to you guys that there are seasons on this show. (laughs) It was a surprise to us as well. We've been running a pretty tight ship. (laughs) Um, so this is our third to last episode for season one. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the long and short of it. The way the timing works out, Jessica's being sensitive to the idea that as we're recording this, we're not allowed to say why. Um, but, but, and yet when this airs, it'll probably be okay to have said why, but it doesn't matter like well it's it's the bottom line is that i'm about to get you know busy and have one job again um so it's my fault even though jessica's going to china <laughs> um and korea we're going to we're going to just experiment with we're going to end a season and then let me miss it and let let us like let jessica be chinese for a while and and then we'll we'll figure out like once I'm up and running with my other job, like 
how this can fit in and all that shit. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe we just have to wait until that season is over before we can do season two. But, you know, in classic Whiting Wong's tradition, we don't know what the fuck is going to happen. We don't know what we're doing, and we'll just play it by ear. Mm -hmm. And if any of our listeners in Seoul want to hang out with me, I'm going to be in Korea, too. So um, I guess hit us up. Oh, man, that's fucking cool. Wouldn't that be so fun? Um, okay, so our Twitter is at Whiting Wongs, and our email is whitingwongs at gmail.com. I finally remember to say this. Yeah. I always forget. Here's a, here's here's my new uh, clean lyrics for the theme song. Whiting Wongs is easy when you have friends. That sounded wasted. This song should end. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, I don't know either. The answer is I'm drunk. <laughs> um, stay racial. You gonna say goodbye? Goodbye. I don't. Why are you always? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you looked at the microphone. Well, I guess you didn't. You're you didn't, staring you at the microphone. You don't mic- say goodbye. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>